Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders and broker owners from across the country. We have a very special guest today who's dear to my heart. I read his book almost 10 years ago, The Seven Levels of Communication by Mr. Michael Mayer. Michael, welcome to our show today. Thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate it. Always an honor and privilege, and we always have great conversations. So I'm, I'm definitely looking at uh, actually recording one of those. Some of them, some of them, we have are not safer for recording, and I'm not sure if the world is ready for some uh, of the conversations that we've had. So. I think that we should charge a bonus round here and let people have access to our last 30 minutes. We talked That's right. about launching this podcast today. Yeah, we'll be up uh, privately if you'd like to buy a copy of that. That's Michael, right. you are doing so many amazing things. I know you've got a huge following. You've got a podcast. You've written several books. Um, you have a, a referral network that's huge. I'd love you to kind of help our listeners know kind of where you came from, where you are now, and how they can connect into you. And then we're going to be diving deep today into how to keep teams relative going into the 21st century. There's a lot of companies out there causing disruption. And Michael and I really want to hone, hone in today on events and yeah. clients, customer service. So sure. tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, so I'll make a long story short, hopefully, is, is grew up uh, very humble beginnings in Gardner, Kansas, which is a small town outside Kansas City. Uh, grew up very poor. My, 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 you know, we used food stamps for food. My dad taught school and drove a school bus for $2,500 a, a year uh, and actually paid, got paid $2,500 a year plus 50 bucks a quarter to drive the school bus. And then he coached three sports for free. Uh, for many years, my mom stayed home with five of us kids. So very, very humble beginnings. I had two older brothers and an older sister, a younger brother, and uh, I always got the hand-me-downs, and I always thank God that I had two older brothers and only one older sister. Uh, and then, uh, you know, went through school, uh, did very well in athletics, did pretty well in academics, and uh, then went off to school and got my uh, degree in, in mathematics and secondary education. Uh, I wanted to be a teacher and a coach like my dad, so I became a teacher and a coach uh, at a school, uh, Bonner Springs High School in, in uh, Bonner Springs, Kansas. And uh, so I was teaching for a couple of years and coaching three sports and kind of going along the same path. And then the summer after my second year of teaching, um, I bought my first home and I had saved up enough money. I was very excited and you know, this home was going to be nicer than my parents' home that they lived in for 30 years, and it was going to be my first home and, and very exciting. So while I was there, uh, it ended up that the on-site agents uh, kept saying, man, you'd be really good in our business. Man, you'd be really good in our business. Now, they probably said that to everybody who came in, but, but it triggered for me. And I also knew that the, the path to wealth was through, was through real estate. Investing in real estate and most of the wealth was through real estate. And I knew that I wanted to invest in real estate. So I thought, you know what? I'll just get my real estate license to learn more about how to invest in real estate. And we all know you don't learn anything about investing in real estate in a real estate class. 
So I, uh, I passed the test and, um, you know, I, I started doing real estate, which meant I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And it ended up that, uh, I was thinking about getting out of the business because I was doing a lot. I was trying to do a lot of the typical methods, the cold calling, the door knocking, the bothering, interrupting, distracting way of the world. And uh, I was getting ready to just like let my license expire. And it ended up that a guy I played softball with needed to buy a house, Davey Davis. And Davey and Vanessa bought their first home. Uh, I helped them get into it. And I got a check for $6,000. Know, <laughs> and it's like, I got a check for $6,000. You know, and it's like, I'm young. And, and it's like, I have a check for $6,000. And I still had a lot of time. So yeah. what do you do when you, ha- you, know, you have a, a lot of money or what you think is a lot of money and, and, uh, and a lot of time? Well, you throw a party. And that's what I did. I threw a party for Davey and Vanessa Davis. I had a house ring party for them. And, uh, they, you know, the, the, as you can imagine, I invited 20 of their neighbors, uh, 12 of them showed up and, uh, I invited their friends and of course the softball team. So it was like 40, 45 people there. Well, I got 11 referrals, Jeff, at that very first house ring party, 11 referrals. If I, if we had the system in place now, then I probably would have got 30 to 40 referrals, but I got 11 referrals just by being in the moment and being there. Do you think people still want to go to parties, Michael? Oh yeah. I think even more now, Free food and drinks and hanging out with their friends. Well, and, and they, you know, they thought Facebook was going to fill the bill for all their social interaction, but but Facebook is so fake book, you know, it's just looking for real, you know, I love it. I got referrals writing your book. Do what? Yeah. So what, what led you to writing this book, Seven Levels of Communication? What led me to it? Yeah. So I got interviewed by Howard Brenton in a similar type of function like this. Howard Brenton interviewed me uh, and he introduced me to the world as America's most referred real estate professional. Well, that blew my phone up and my emails up. And I would give them like a system or an answer, but I knew it wasn't the whole answer. So I was like, man, I need to write a book. And uh, like a lot of people who need to write a book, I didn't write a book, you know, because uh, I procrastinated, didn't know what I was doing, that kind of thing. And then on December 13, 2007, I had knee surgery, a lot of athletics, right knee just finally wore out and uh, had knee surgery. And then um, they told me to go home and take it easy. Well, I suck at taking it easy, obviously, <laughs> because on, on Monday, the 17th, I uh, I had a horrible pain in my side and I didn't know what was going on. So we checked into the hospital, went to ER. And, uh, so they didn't know what it was. The next morning, uh, there was a gal, a nurse who was working on like doing like a sonogram almost on my leg. And, uh, she ended up dislodging seven blood clots. Wow. So I had three blood clots go in each lung. One through, went through my heart. And I flatlined for 37 seconds. Wow. So I, I literally died on the, on the hospital bed. The head nurse resuscitated me. And, uh, you know, they, they're just like, wow, you know, you scared us there for a minute. <laughs> and, uh, and then they wheeled me down to surgery. They put in a temporary pacemaker uh, in ICU that night in intensive care in Olathe Medical Center of all places. I outlined uh, the levels of communication. You so, had a vision. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I was just thinking, man, I have this system in my head and it almost, you know, it almost died with me. 
Well, and here's the challenge, and I have this in my own world. People come to you and they want direction, and you've done it, but sometimes yeah. not putting it on paper, you really don't know how to communicate to someone how they also can implement the same strategies you have. And you've become a master. I know the book we just mentioned off air really focuses on one on one meetups, one on one communication. Right. I like how you meet with someone at 11 at a restaurant and you make sure the person you're meeting at noon has something in common with the person you met at 11 so you can introduce them. But the right. next level, which could be a future book that you're going to write is all focused on events. So take us through today how someone listening to this show could host an event in the next 30 days that's going to drive them. You said you could have gotten 40 referrals probably if you implemented your strategies now. And I do believe you have a summit coming up in November that we're going to invite our audience members to attend for 50% off. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the event that's, that's what I, my one regret from seven L if I have any, I mean, it's been, it's been a superstar book and, and so on and so forth, but it did really hone in on the one-to-one relationship type of strategy. Whereas we also had this one-to-many strategy on the back end and the one-to-many strategy is events. I wish I would have spent a little bit more time on events. Mm-hmm. I did talk about the house ring party and give the house ring party system within the book, but uh, the, the way to look at events is that most time when you do an event, it's like we just said, Hey, let's do it in 30 days. And it's all this energy up to the event. You have a client appreciation event and everybody's like, all right, we had it. And then there's very little follow-up because you're all exhausted from all the energy that you went. But what we've discovered is, is really the secret is, is not one event. You know, the number one biggest mistake I see for all corporations. I'm not talking just realtors, lenders, or whatever. I mean, any your investment company. I, mm-hmm. I truly believe the biggest mistake is not having any events. That that's the I just see it where they don't have any events at all. And then the second biggest mistake is having one because you put all this energy into mm-hmm. it and it's like you do it, and then there's no follow-up, but you feel satisfied, you scratch the client appreciation itch. Sure. But you know, there's no, there's no continuity. There's no momentum to one, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, so how do you have a second welcome party? I mean, John and Jane have this awesome party and 50 yes. friends come out. How do you That's have a, a second party? question? That's a great question is so notice that a house rent. So I'll just tell you the, the answer is three or four events a year. You need to have three or four, your events, you are hosting them. That doesn't mean you need to be an expert in hosting events. I need you, you need to have someone who knows how to host events. But what is an event? It's you inviting people to something. And so the the power to this is that, all right, the house ring party is their circle. That's Davey and Vanessa's circle. So I meet people in Davey and Vanessa's circle. Well, there's going to be people within their circle that I want to be in my circle. So I'm going to invite the people from Davey's uh, house ring party to my appreciation event, to my hosted events. And notice what we're doing here. It's like we're taking the best of other people. If I go to a networking group, I'm not looking to meet everybody. I'm looking to meet five or six of the most influential. My next strategy, invite them to my event. Yep, right. so it was four events a year, but yeah. you still can do your welcome parties, but that's your, your sales funnel, uh, if you yeah. will, the free sales funnel. How do you capture their contact information at that welcome party? That's a great, great, great question because this is where the rubber meets the road. This is how I average over 500 documented referrals a year for 10 straight years. And, and, it's, and here's a, it. We do door prizes at the event mm-hmm. and we are going to do door prize entry forms. So when they come in, they get a name badge. 
they sign something for the homeowner, either that's a card or we do a border, like a matte border, and we put a really nice picture of their home in the middle. And, uh, you know, they all sign the border. So at the end of the party, we go, hey, listen, this isn't just a gift from us. It's a gift from everybody at the party. And we give them this, this frame picture of their home. And um, so the, the, the door prize entry form gets us name, mobile, email, and then they fill out a few questions for our sponsors. That's right. All of these events have sponsors. What if you had a system? What if you had a way of marketing that you literally got paid to market? You got paid to prospect. This is a way that you can make money making money. With events, you can make money making money. You make money on the events because of sponsors, yep. but then you make money on the referrals and the leads yep. that you get from the events. What I love, Michael, is it's a win-win for everyone because the people that sponsor this and are writing the checks that are actually probably making you a profit at the end of this whole thing, yes, it's a win for them because it's building their funnel and they, they don't have a better pipeline than real people at a real event and helping support us as agents and team leaders. What do we do well? We do lead generation well. So, so the, what do most companies not do well? They don't do lead generation yep. well. So if they can tap into our knowledge and wisdom and strength, yep. which is, so we have a housewarming party. We get 11 to 25 referrals, but our lender will get 10 to 15 yep. leads on refinance or, or referral maybe. Yep. And then our warranty company will get a lead and our inspection company will get leads so that they you got to realize that at the end of the day it's not just me yep. getting all these referrals i've also lead generated for all my partners yep. and so they once again they're paying a little bit of money which they would normally pay to advertising uh but they pay it in this case to events and uh to helping us uh pull off this event and then yes we do make a profit but the nice thing is that that is spinning off for lead generation for them. Shouldn't yes, we exactly. So let's talk about the best sponsors. I, you know, one of the questions was how do you offset the cost? That's the answer I was expecting. Yeah. So the best sponsors in your opinion, obviously a lender. So yeah, the best sponsor is somebody willing to pay you money. So I mean, that's honestly benefits the most off of having this party. It's yeah, probably, so, so, so that, I mean, you got to realize, I mean, we've had car dealerships be sponsors. Oh, wow. We've had, we've had mobile phone brokers, like literally they set up the phone system and everything for people for the, for their mobile phones who have been spot and get leads. So from, you could have the event at their, at their company if you wanted. It, it, uh, you could, right. And, and so, I mean, it, what it becomes is it becomes this giant community of partnering. And, and it's collaborative and not competitive. And, and it's just a, a really, and How about, people are fighting to sponsor your events. They you, could host, you could host the event at a car dealership and let everyone go test drive some new just fans. Just did that. Just did that. We have a group in Nashville that uh, does the, uh, the Realtor Blast. I think, no, Blaze, called the Realtor Blaze. And they host it at the Mercedes dealership. Uh, at the, at right. it's on the showroom. You know, that is awesome. So it's, it's, it's one of those where it's just like, uh, you just got to take the time to think about it. People just don't take enough time to step back and think. And I agree with you. We do a lot of charity events. We let people on the team. Anytime someone comes to me and says, Hey Jeff, can you donate money? I say, I'll do you one better. I'll help promote an event that you host to drive money and we'll host it at my office or we'll host it at whatever venue you select. So, all right. We've exhausted on that. No, I got it. I got to just cap. So people ask me what makes a good event, right? And so what makes a good event are three components. You need to have an educational component. You need to have an entertaining or entertainment component. And you have to, we are in the generosity generation, people. 
you have to have a charitable component. Every event needs to have all three of those components. And sometimes it's going to be heavy on education, but you still have to have entertainment. Sometimes it's a movie. It's got to be heavy on entertainment, but you still need an educational component of some part. It doesn't have to be, it could be five minutes. Yep. You also need the charitable component. I love it. Michael, how does someone sign up for your event in November? Obviously, we've barely touched on all of yeah. these strategies, and I know you're going to yeah. dive deep into that at your summit. So referralmasterysummit.com, referralmasterysummit.com, and then put in the code Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, J-E-F-F. I mean, it makes it, makes it kind of easy. And normally it's $1,000. We were talking off right. air. I was able to negotiate you guys a special 50% off discount. Yeah. So put That's it in still ever. 497 bucks. Yeah. Something you did a good job for your, for your crew there. But here's the thing. We know you. You know, we're going to get like-minded people like Jeff Cohn. So we know, you know, I want your tribe in this yep. event because they're going to get a ton out of it. And, you know, everybody walks out with literally a 52-week planner for 2020. So you're literally going to have every week planned out for your, for your marketing, for your database, for your community, and you won't even have to think about it. It's just literally, that's the problem with events. People are like, they think of it at the last second, they got to do a 5 million things in 30 days. Right. It's all exhausting. But what if you did those things, three events over 52 weeks? And what we've discovered, there's a lot of weeks where you really don't have to do anything. Yeah. And there's a lot of weeks that take five minutes. Now, are there weeks that take a couple of hours during the week? The answer is yes. You got to make phone calls to fill these events. Sure. But the thing is, you can make it fun with a call day or a call night. So lots Love of things. It. I mean, there, there's so much on the event side. I really need to write another book. Totally worth it. So tell us again, what city is that in? Atlanta, right? Direct flight. Atlanta. Direct flights. Even Omaha. You can fly direct <laughs> to Atlanta. <laughs> From, well, maybe maybe I'll be a surprise guest and give my little keynote speech. Dude, are you kidding we'll me? See if we can. Make uh, you know what? If you come, wear your best because I'm going to throw your butt on stage. <laughs> I mean, there's no it. way you have Jeff Cohn. Hey, hey, you're right there in the audience. I think we'll just leave you there. No, that that you Let's know. Do it. All right. So I am going to also invite our audience. We are hosting the first ever investor workshop, ersinvestorworkshop.com. It's going to be the second day of our team building workshop. So you can come attend the team building workshop at 50% off if you pay for the investor workshop and vice versa. If you come pay full price for the team building workshop, the investor workshop's 50% off. To learn more about that, go to jeffsworkshop.com or ersinvestorworkshop.com. Michael, before we jumped on and started this recording, we talked about investing and that's not what we're going to focus on today, but I did think we had a pretty high level conversation. And one of the things um, that where Michael and I have commonality is we both were at an event where Robert Kiyosaki spoke and there were a lot of interesting things he shared, but one big takeaway I had that Michael has benefited from and I think coincidentally benefited from is Kiyosaki recommended always purchase investment buildings. This is typically commercial or multifamily near um, government buildings, schools, and hospitals, because obviously you'll always have tenants that are wanting to rent if you're close to government buildings. So I thought that was interesting. And I know that might potentially pay off for you on one of your investments. <laughs> yeah, we have a great situation there, right? Yep. And, and all based on generosity and helping out a client, you know? So it's amazing when you never know when the reciprocity is going to come back around to you. Yep. Uh, 
So always be generous. Absolutely. So come check that out. If anyone's interested in investing in single family, we buy over a hundred houses a year in and around the Omaha area. Right now we're spending 20,000 a month, but of course, just like with my residential real estate team, it started off at just a thousand a month and we've been able to scale it. If you're already running a traditional real estate team, there's no reason you wouldn't also be running an investment team parallel. Michael's doing the exact same thing and having a lot of success with it. All right. Last thing, we only have five more minutes. Yeah. We have to stay relevant going into the 21st century. We have a yeah. lot of disruptors out there. People think they can go to a website now to sell their house and they can, but our goal is to maximize profitability, help people get the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy and make the process fun. So Michael, I know we are talking off air about some strategies when it comes to client services and customer services and concierge services. Let's talk to, with our listeners just about maybe two or three major pillars that you believe are necessary to stay relevant moving forward with our client base. Well, I, th I think we need to look at I think we need to think bigger when it comes to the client experience of buying a home. You know, right now you are, we're hearing about iBuyer and things like that. And honestly, you know, that's, that's not the greatest strategy for consumers because there's only one buyer and they're not able to actually have competing. I mean, which sells better? Is it a house out on the open market or is it a house that, that one person's interested in and buys off the market? We all know that the on the market is the one that's going to sell for the most. So, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the consumer is saying, you know what, I'm done working with real estate agents and I'm done working with all these annoying buyers. I'm yeah. just going to take a big loss and be done with this whole process. Jeez, I hope not, right? I mean, and, and the thing is, is, is I think it depends on the realtors they know. You know, they need to know you. They need to know me. We need to be better. Uh, yes. as a, I mean, my, um, I will tell you that I don't think that my community thinks of me as a real estate agent. Agreed. They know I do real estate but they don't think of me as, as a typical real estate. Right. And, and, we need to host more events. Yeah. Show uh, people what we got. Add value. Exactly. Add value. So I, I think the one thing is, is I think that we need to deliver a higher stand. I think we need to think about the whole moving process as the, as the program. Uh, so why stop at just buying their home? Right. It, 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 what if, what if we just took care of the entire move? Like literally, we would have them sell, we would help them sell, but we would also help them move with our moving trucks. And then we actually place their furniture in their new home and establish, that is our whole job, right? Literally take the entire, here's the helicopter is 500 feet above the ground, right? That's really where it is right now. The helicopter is gonna go to a thousand or 5,000, uh, you don't want to go to 30,000 because you loop, lose perspective. But at the helicopter, you can go, all right, what would make this move phenomenal for my client? Well, it would be the holistic mm -hmm. moving process would be handled by one team and it's smooth. It is it going to still have problems. Absolutely. We have problems. You know, sure. we have the certified wise home on the sales side, which means it's the home is under warranty before we even put it on the market. The home's inspected and repaired before we put it on the market. It is staged before we put it on the market yep. and it is evaluated with a third party appraisal and our appraisal on the table. Although you walk in, you yep. see the certified one, you walk in, the music's playing. If it's a $250,000 house or a $2.5 million house, jazz music is playing. Why jazz? Because jazz has shown that you will get more money for the house if it's jazz. And then every home of ours smells the same. 
We use an ocean breeze oil lamp. We burn it until right before the showing. We blow it out. And then when the showing, every one of our homes look the same, smells the same, sounds the same. Love it. Consistency. And, and then on the flip side is we tell them to go away for three days, right? We have a consultation is like, all right, here's your new home. Where do you want everything? And then we go and we place everything in their home. And when they get back from a three-day vacation, they come into their home. Is it perfect? The answer is no, it's never perfect. I don't think we've ever gotten it perfect, but it is a lot like those TV shows right? before and after. They walk in and they're like, right. oh my God, this is a wow. But it, it didn't cost us like right. hardly any more to handle the entire process. And it, not only that, but they get there and they're like, oh man, we really, you know, we really need to buy a, a, a different couch or whatever it may be. Yep. But the thing is, is, is all of it's moved, all of it's placed. Hey, Michael. Yeah. Zillow's not going to do all of that for their clients. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this is did. the future, guys. They move all the furniture into the wrong house. <laughs> there you go. Right? I mean, lose the furniture. A and Zillow stands for accuracy. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. Listen, Zillow is Zillow. You know what Zillow did? Zillow won the online war, right? Realtors couldn't win it on their own. They couldn't get our stuff together. Yep. So Zillow goes, we're going to become the online source for search. And guess what? They they yep. won it. They they beat NAR. They beat they did. all our individual realtors. They beat us all to it. And guess what? Let's give the consumer something more so they want to keep coming back. I love what you're thinking, Michael. It's bigger picture. It's yeah. uh, the golden rule, doing unto others as you'd like others to do unto you. I don't know how many agents listening have recently sold a house and gone through the process, but it sucks. Moving yeah. sucks no matter what. Yeah. It's always a great reminder to me to never move again. And then <laughs> seven years later, I forget and do yeah. it again. And I, I ask myself why. Do yeah. unto your clients as you would expect someone to do for you. And so like there's so many more small things. If you're representing a buyer and they're going to a home inspection or a walkthrough, the final walkthrough, they're always there with their family members. Send them a few pizzas and some drinks. It'll cost you $50. Yeah. It'll be mind-blowing to their experience. Wow, I can't believe my agent sent me food. You can do yeah. the same on the move-in date. And there's so many ways. I appreciate you, Michael, sharing well, some well, of those strategies. Last thing on that, exactly what you're talking about is, hey, stock the refrigerator. So we do a VIP form. When they come in, the very first consultation, on the VR, VIP form, we ask, what are your favorite foods? What are your favorite drinks? What's your favorite alcoholic drink? And we actually put them in the fridge of when they move in. So they open it up like, oh man, I could really use a beer and That's here awesome. it is. Right? Well, you could also use that list for your events. Now you know what everyone wants to drink. You know what everyone wants to eat. That's right. That is oh, awesome. You know that is a freaking great idea. We need to add like what they would order when it comes to coffee. Because we do these I love you latte and thanks a latte events. Mm -hmm. And we need to add, thank you for that. We're that gonna add, great. how do you take your coffee? Imagine they come to your event. I'm getting chills. They come to write a contract five years down the road and you have a Starbucks coffee that's the one they told you they liked five years ago waiting for them. That's right, 100%. And it's easy to search that, right? So it's, it's, that's beautiful. Just look up coffee under that guy or under that gal and there it is, the, the venti, white chocolate mocha, non-fat. Skinny triple yep. shot with extra. <laughs> I don't know. Is that your drink, Michael? No. Everyone that heard that, drink, you know to buy him now. If you ever run into so him, funny. I don't do sugar, so it's it's one of those where it's like people are like, 
uh, yeah. So this has been an awesome podcast. We have jammed in as much as possible to bring the greatest value around events, client services, and we even got some investing in there. Don't yeah. miss out on Michael's event in November. He's going to be talking about how to create an in your event team building network. Number one biggest mistake is in real estate is realtors not investing in real estate. The tax benefits alone for you as a professional in real estate to invest in real estate. It's just, you need to be investing. You need to go to his event. Appreciate that, Michael. It's September 24th. Michael, you get a free ticket for being on the podcast. If you want to come hang out with us for a day, I'll get a keto diet going with you while you're here and we'll get a CrossFit workout. And if you'd like to in my gym, um, it'd be a great time, but I would love for anyone listening, obviously attend Michael's event in November. would love to have you out in Omaha for our team building workshop or our investor workshop, both in September and October. All those dates can be found on our website, jeffsworkshop.com. Michael, how does someone get back in touch with you when and if they want to throw out a thank you or have a question or just want to engage with your network? So you can get the book at thebookonreferrals.com. That's the easiest, fastest way to start the engagement process. You're going to learn about a lot about referrals and my heart and soul. <laughs> and then you're going to go to uh, referco, R-E-F-E-R-C-O.com. We don't just work with realtors and lenders. We work with all corporations, all different from the new to the Fortune 1000 and uh, how to get referrals. We do referrals and uh, we are rapidly becoming the foremost authority in referrals uh, in the world. So it, it, it's 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 uh, it's exciting times, man. That is awesome. And yeah. I know you had mentioned you also have a podcast. If anyone wants to listen to that, what's your podcast? Thank you for saying that. Referrals po Referralspodcast.com. No, it's not the Michael J. Mayer podcast or the mayor. It's not named after me. That would be egotistical, right? Uh -oh. No, it is the referrals podcast. You know what it's about? What's it, what do you think it's about, Jeff? I, I bet it would be about referrals. Boom! You are the winner. <laughs> it's referrals. Right. Dude, it is not about not like, the Michael Mayer show. My latest coaching program. It is right. about referrals. Referralspodcast.com. Awesome. I hope you so check, check that out. out. Guys, if you got value out of this podcast, which I know you did if you listened, please go out to iTunes and leave a review. Give a shout out to Michael Mayer. Give us five star five star review. We're working on getting over a hundred reviews by the end of 2019. We want other team leaders and broker owners to be able to find this podcast and be able to engage with the guests that we're engaging with, asking all the right questions to help you scale and stay relevant in the 21st century. Michael, I couldn't thank you more. This was a great episode. Thanks for being on our show. Thank you. It was a blessing. Hey, and you know what? Thank you for all the value that you are providing the world, brother. I mean, you are knocking it out. And uh, I love that you're doing, I love that you're doing a podcast because people can tap into your wisdom every single week. That's awesome. Well, you too, man. Right back at you. Appreciate it. Yeah.